3: Offer valid on select AK systems that's through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. Hey,
0: thanks for downloading the podcast. If you want to listen live, all you have to do is download the iHeartRadio app and search for Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Also, if you want to catch this show on video, be sure to check out Zumo TV, channel 719. That's where you can find SportsGrid's Fantasy Sports Network. Enjoy the show, and thanks so much for listening.
4: The window. I want all of you to get up out of your chairs, and go to the window, open it, and stick your head
5: out and yell. Welcome to At The Window on the Sports Grid TV Network. I am Sean Guasamaki here in Midtown Manhattan. Drew Martin is off. He is in transit right now, flying back to lovely Las Vegas, Nevada. He'll be back tomorrow. Big news, the Giants get their man. They get their new head football coach and no, it's not Matt Rule as many Giant fans wanted. He goes to Carolina. Matt Rule bets on himself. Turns down the Jets last year, their head coaching position, they wanted to name uh, the offensive and defensive coordinators. Matt Rule's like, you know what? I'm not taking this job. I want to name my own guys. I'm going back to Baylor. I'll have another opportunity and sure enough, one year later, He cashes in. Matt Rule, what, seven-year, $60 million deal. Matt Rule, $6 million buyout to the Baylor Bears. So, uh, boy, they invested a ton of money the Carolina Panthers did in Matt Rule. Is it the right choice? Is it the smart choice? Well, guys, time will tell. One thing we know for certain. Matt Rule, no head coaching experience in the National Football League. So, would you be surprised coming from the college ranks if he flamed out? No, because history has proven that it's difficult. Butch Davis comes to mind uh, right off the bat. It's difficult to Nick Sabins, another guy who comes to mind off the bat. Coaches who have had success at the college level and transitioned to the NFL level, it's tough to have the kind of um, success they had in college. But... Pete Carroll's out there as someone who's had success, going back to Jimmy Johnson had success making the transition, so it's been done before, all right, and that's no reason not to give Matt Rule the opportunity because so many others have failed at making the jump because Pete Carroll has proven you can make the jump, and he does have one year of NFL experience coaching the offensive line for the New York Giants, not a lot, but it, at least he's been around. Culture that is the National Football League, so we could draw on that. But what Matt Rule has done at Temple and then at Baylor has been impressive. Didn't start out well first couple of years at Temple, turned that team around, double-digit win seasons. Went to Baylor, did the same thing. One and eleven his first year after the Arp Riles, Arp Riles. What do we want to call? I mean, just the disgrace that was Arp Riles there at Baylor with all of the. sexual harassment and and rape allegations and convictions there. Uh, so uh, the team and the program was in shambles. And Matt Rule did a wonderful job getting that team back to respectability and even competing for the college football playoff. That's that's how good of a job Matt Rule did there in Baylor. So now he goes to the Carolina Panthers. And this question is, what will happen with Cam Newton? Will the Panthers keep Cam Newton? Will they draft a quarterback? In the first round, they have a high pick. What will happen there? One thing about rule: he was more of a Penn State disciple of like Joe Paterno and the offenses that they ran there at Penn State, the traditional I back, you know, traditional pro set. Right? He's transitioned to the RPO. He was quoted as saying it's a necessary evil, uh, you know, to paraphrase, of learning the RPO and running it, and he's done it. So he's adapted to the current system that is successful now in college, and we'll see if it could be successful there at the pro level. Lamar Jackson, McGregor Roman's having success running that this year, and some other teams have done that in the past. Uh, there's elements of the RPO with North Turner, the offensive coordinator there with Cam Newton the last couple of years, but Cam Newton's health will be a major um, question mark coming into the season. For me, if I'm Matt Rule, cut bait, get rid of Cam Newton. He wasn't that great. Outside of that 2015 season where he won the MVP, 15-1, they went to the Super Bowl and then Cam Newton was a big baby and didn't want to answer questions uh, post-game post after the Super Bowl loss where he choked. Um, he's been mediocre. Pedestrian numbers, you know, maybe a little bit better. Maybe I'm being too harsh on Cam Newton. But at this point in Cam Newton's career, with all of the injuries he sustained, he's never been an accurate passer to begin with. 31. Time to cup bait. Start anew. Draft the quarterback. I don't know who that quarterback is going to be. I hear Justin Herbert's name. Not a big fan of Justin Herbert. Uh, haven't watched him enough, really, to to gauge. We'll see what the scouts as as we gear up here for the draft. I'm sure you'll hear more about Justin Herbert, his the pros and the cons. But in uh, that Auburn game, he was awful down the stretch. Never really was impressed with the games I've watched with with, with Justin Herbert as far as being able to make the transition to the NFL, more of a dink and dunker, uh, not great um, under pressure when the games mattered. But, you know, is that being fair to Justin Herbert? I don't watch 100% of his games. Plays on the West Coast, plays for, for Oregon, right? Uh, I'm not watching every damn game he's playing in. So we'll see as time goes on. But he's one of the names out there. If they are indeed going to move on from Cam Newton, they could draft Justin Herbert. 2 we're talking about Yaloa. I doubt he will be available when the Carolina Panthers pick. The Lions have the third pick. The Giants have the fourth pick. And then the Dolphins have the fifth pick. You figure Fitzpatrick's back for another year, especially with his, with his buddy down there, uh, Chan uh in uh, Miami, Florida now. He'll be back for a year. He'll be that, that veteran presence. And then Tua could be a, a definite possibility of five, if he's still available. Uh, Because he could rehab for the year, and I don't expect Tua to play next season. And then, um, but, if he's there. So, the the Panthers, if they want to move up, they're going to have to trade with the Lions or the Giants to to get their guy. You know, we have three months to get into that and all the rumors and speculation into what's going to happen. But if they want to draft a quarterback in the first round, they definitely can do so. Because they have, at least, they're in a top top ten pick, so they could do that. So that's the situation Matt Rule gets paid. We all thought he was going to the New York Giants. The New York Giants surprise everyone, and they come out, no, not Jason Garrett, he's not going to be the head coach. Joe Judge, who the hell is Joe Judge? Joe Judge, (laughs) as everyone knows by now anyway, it's already been out there on social media. I just love the the Giant fans complaining, bitching, and moaning about um, Joe Judge. Who the hell is Joe Judge? We just screwed this up. We couldn't even uh, nail our number one, Matt Rule. We couldn't get an interview with Matt Rule, and he's from New York City and all this other stuff. And just reminds me of draft time when they picked Daniel Jones, and every Giant fan was pissing and moaning about that, and then all of a sudden he plays one preseason game, and they all love him to death. So is this a similar situation? Will they learn to love Joe Judge as they did with Daniel Jones? I'll have more on that. Plus, Joe Ranieri is going to join us a little bit later on. NBA Talk, College Basketball Talk. We'll We'll be right back on At The Window right after this.
1: Welcome back into At the Window on the Sports
5: Grid TV Network, Pluto TV Channel 517. I am Sean Guasamaki. You can follow me on Twitter at underscore Sean G. That's Sean with a U, not a W, not S C A N S H A U N. the right way to spell Sean. Sorry about that, but that's the right way to do it. Welcome back. Andrew Martin is off. We'll have Joe Ranieri and about uh, half an hour from now breaking down all of the college basketball and NBA slate for tonight. A lot of games to get to. Uh, I see Blake Griffin out indefinitely. He had surgery, so we'll talk about that. Kevin loves me to John Beeline complaining, throwing the, the basketball at his teammate. Well, I was really mad at John Beeline for calling the wrong offensive set when he could have posted up a point guard. He was mad about that, but Kevin Love apologized today. Uh, we'll get into that, all the NBA action, as both teams are in action. The Nets, are they going to win? Every, I mean, when the Nets going to break this losing streak? Can they do it tonight? We'll get into the NBA slate and best bets coming up with Joe Ranieri. Also, what's Tom Brady's future? Where will he be? We touched on it yesterday. I'll get more into that, too, and some possible landing spots for Tom Brady. And if it's really... Do you really see that happening? I mean, are we making too much of this? Will Tom Brady ultimately just accept a new deal with the New England Patriots and stay put uh, there in Boston? We'll talk about that coming up too. But uh, the Giants, got to get more into the Giants here and their hire. Of Joe Judge. Now, before you disqualify Joe Judge, because you never heard of him before, right? that's not a good reason to think it's a bad hire. The second reason people brought up the fact that he has not coordinated a defense or offense ever at either the collegiate level or the pro level, no coaching, head coaching experience to speak of. That's another reason not to disqualify He special teams coordinator, wide receivers coach. I could think of a guy who had that same resume before he was hired to coach a football team. His name is John Harbaugh, the Ravens' head football coach, and I think he's been pretty good for the Baltimore Ravens, wouldn't you agree? I have a number one seed this year, Super Bowl champion, great track record of innovating and, and doing what's necessary, a great leader of men. It's Worked out pretty well for the Ravens. Another guy that comes to mind, we'll go to the collegiate level for this one, uh, uh, I think he's playing next Monday night. Uh, a matter of fact, both coaches playing Mo- Monday night. Coming up here in the national championship game, Ed Ogeron for the LSU Tigers and Dabo Sweeney for the Clemson Tigers. Dabo Sweeney, where did he come from? He was the wide receivers coach for the Clemson Tigers. Hired. Next thing you know, he's beaten Nick Saban in national championship games twice. With Trevor Lawrence and with Deshaun Watson. I think that's worked out pretty well, right? Ed Ogeron, the jury might still be out. But if he brings home a national championship that's over. I mean, he, he was a success. Can't take that away from him. So Ed Ogeron's another one. This is before he was hired there at Ole Miss. He got the job there, and he's gone on uh, since then to learn from that, and he went to LSU. But So he's learned from his mistakes. But he was there at Ole Miss, and they gave him a job. Didn't work out, but he's learned from his mistakes at Ogeron. But Dabble Sweeney, wide receivers coach, hired by Clemson. That worked out very well. John Harbaugh for the Baltimore Ravens, that worked out very well. So it doesn't automatically disqualify Joe Judges because he doesn't have the coordinator title on his resume. Now, was he a good special special teams coordinator? Yeah, by all accounts, very much so. Bill Belichick trusted him with the special teams and reading on, on Twitter and such from respected sources that uh, that's not something that you should take lightly. Bill Belichick is very um, in on the special teams. It's one of his babies, right? And that he's paid special attention to. And, he let this guy, 38-year-old Joe Judge, do his thing. He was wide receivers coach this year as well with Chad O'Shea leaving to uh, call the plays and go down to Miami with Brian Flores. And he was the OC there for a year before he was fired. Now, Sean Gale is taking over. But he, had, he was a wide receivers coach as well this year. Now, the real culprit here, because we don't know. We, we, there's no track record to go on with Joe Judge. So he could be a success or a fail- failure. You're really guessing there, right, based on what, what are you going to base it on? His, the great work he, he did with the special teams in New England. Here's the thing. Dave Gettleman, that's the guy, if I'm a Giants fan, I'm really upset with. And the fact that he's still employed. Because that may be a reason why you lost out on Matt Rule. That may be a reason why, you know, players in the future might not want to play for this team. Because Gettleman is a problem I, not, a lot of people don't like him, and I don't buy into these giving up some of his power and stuff like that. If you're a new coach, do you really trust Dave Gettleman to stay in his corner or or, or stay in the parameters that are set? No. I wouldn't trust it. This guy's been a GM before with the Carolina Panthers. He had that – he released Josh Norman, if you remember, that big um, back and forth there with Josh Norman. Um, that didn't play out well. And Dave Gettleman then it comes to the New York Giants – he hires Pat Shermer. Has to fire Pat Shermer. That did not work out very well. It was a disaster as a coach. We could all agree Pat Shermer should have been fired and rightfully fired by the New York Giants. Gettleman is going to run your draft this year, right? You have the fourth pick overall. That's going to set your franchise back, okay? More than Joe Judge. If Joe Judge is a failure, you need to wipe the slate clean, get rid of him after a year. A la the Cleveland Browns. Freddie Kitchen's gone. Okay, Yeah, you suffer for a year. There's damage a a head coach can do. The GM could do awfully more damage. I mean, keeping Gettleman is the bigger mistake, in my opinion, uh, with the New York Giants than hiring an inexperienced Joe Judge who, who could work out great. We just don't know, okay? But the fact is, Gettleman's the guy you need to go after. Giants screw up this draft. They have Daniel Jones, and I'm not one of them. I mean, what will Daniel Jones... He's not going to be the boss that, we, that many of us thought when he was picked sixth overall coming out of Duke. But will he be the Aaron Rodgers, the elite quarterback? Will he ever reach that level? We don't know yet. You don't have to reach that level to be a Super Bowl champion. We've seen that enough. Brad Johnson's won a Super Bowl. Trent Dilfer has won a Super Bowl. Even Jim McMahon has won a Super Bowl. And he's, he wasn't in He's not a Hall of Fame quarterback. You could win in this league without being an NFL Hall of Fame quarterback. But Daniel Jones needs to protect the football. We all have too many fumbles. He has no awareness in the pocket. Needs to learn that. If he does, I think he'll be the upper echelon quarterback in the National Football League. So Gettleman got that right. Although, may have picked him too early. I still think he would have been available at 17. We could, we could debate that until the cows come home. Um, Saquon Barkley, solid, great generational running back there for you New York Giants. But, you know... Uh, what does that ultimately mean? They screwed up the draft, picking him second overall. Should have went with a quarterback second overall. Did not wait to the year, but it might work out in the end with Daniel Jones and Saquon Barkley. Your nucleus there in the backfield. But do you trust him with the fourth pick in the draft this year? A lot can, can happen, as I mentioned. Tua Tagovailoa is available. That helps out the Giants as far as trade options are concerned. They could trade back. They could keep the pick. Who knows? So that's in there. But I ultimately think the Detroit Lions are in the money position. Picking third overall um, with all that they can do because we know this. Matt Patricia and Quinn, the GM there, they need to hit a home run. They need to win this season. They are on the clock. The, the ownership there said you have another year to prove it or else you're gone. So, they're not going to draft Tua Tunga to sit on the bench for a year while, even if they want to move on from Matthew Stafford. So, that's not happening. They're going to pick a player that can contribute right away. All right? So, they're in the third slot there and ultimately though is that the wise decision to pick like say jerry judy do you want should they trade back we'll see where they where they go uh we have a lot of time to to talk about the draft but matt rule bets on himself that's that's the headline today matt rule bets on himself goes back to college comes back a la joe flacco bet on bet on himself won the super bowl got that huge hundred million dollar deal never lived up to it but he cashed in betting on himself matt rule bet on himself cashed in got Better situation for himself in Carolina than he would have had not picking his own coordinators there with the Jets and the Giants. Pick an inexperienced coach, but they keeping David Gettleman. And we just found out again, David Gettleman is a GM. Probably the biggest reason why Matt Rule now is in Carolina versus in New York with your New York football Giants. But a lot of, one other coaching vacancy, Cleveland Browns, what are they going to do? What does Eric Bieniemy, the offensive coordinator for the Kansas City Chiefs, what does he have to do to get a head coaching job in this league? I want to weigh in on that because a lot of people on Twitter, they are all over that. What does Eric Bieniemy have to do to get a job, head coaching job in this league? I'll answer that. Plus, NFL divisional round games, line movement, when we come back here on At The Window on the SportsGrid TV Network. Want to be the next Daily Fantasy Legend? Go for the green with DailyRoto.com this fantasy golf season. For a limited time, get free access to DailyRoto's PGA DFS product, including fantasy projections powered by Data Golf, PGA betting tools, and, of course, the DailyRoto.com Fantasy Golf Optimizer. Don't lay up. Go for the green with DailyRoto. Head to DailyRoto.com, enter the promo code GREEN to access your free 7-day golf membership. That is DailyRoto.com, promo code GREEN for your free trial. DailyRoto.com, where millionaires are made. Welcome back into At the Window. Drew Martin is off today. I am Sean Guasamakia. We're talking about the Giants' hiring of Joe Judge, special teams coordinator for the Patriots. Matt Rule going to the Carolina Panthers. And now, what will the Browns do with their vacancy? But before we get to that, and we could put this helmet away. I'm tired of seeing it. Dying talk's over for, for today. We don't have a Browns helmet, or else I'll put it up here. But uh, let's, let, let's talk about Eric Bieniemy, the OC for the Kansas City Chiefs. And people are asking, what does Eric Bieniemy have to do to get a head coaching position in this league? Now, for some reason, former players, right, especially on the offensive side of the ball, they wait longer to get opportunities to be a head coach in, this, in the football, in National Football League. Look at Frank Reich. He was the offensive coordinator for the San Diego Chargers for two years with Philip Rivers. They put up huge numbers. Then he get a sniff. Then he goes to the Philadelphia Eagles. They win the Super Bowl championship. He was the offensive coordinator there for two years. Then he finally gets his opportunity, but only after Josh McDaniels bolts on the Colts. They're left holding the bag, and they need someone to hire. Frank Reich was passed over by tons of teams, including, including, the very, his very own Buffalo Bills, the team that he played for, for as a backup quarterback during the Super Bowl years back in the early 90s and mid-90s, the Bills passed him up for an opportunity to be their head coach. So, for some reason, Eric Bieniemy's in the same situation. Former running back, now he's been with Andy Reid for a number of years. Last two, once Nagy went to the Chicago Bears, he took over as the OC there for the Kansas City Chiefs. And what's not to like with the Kansas City Chiefs offense? Does he get a demerit because he's working with Andy Reid? I mean, you know, does he get negative points because Andy Reed's the gets the uh, the credit for that offense. He calls the plays um, there in Kansas City. Uh, I did see one uh, outburst by Travis Kelsey on Eric Bieniemy during the regular season. People concerned about that. I think that's nonsense. Um, I don't think that plays a part in it. Skin color, let's throw that out there. as the elephant in the room. Is he being held back because of the lack of black head coaches in the National Football League? There's not many. That's another uh, t- topic of conversation today. The only four minority head coaches in the National Football League, 32 head coaching positions. One's vacant, so 31 right now. Is that part of the problem there? Uh, there's been success. Mike Tomlin's won a Super Bowl. Tony Dungy's won a Super Bowl. Lovey Smith's been to a Super Bowl plenty of success from African-American head coaches for me to think that's an issue here with Eric Biennemi, his skin color. But you don't know what people think. You can never rule that out as far as people's decision-making is concerned. But I think definitely there's something to the fact yes has to pay his dues a little bit longer than Sean McVeigh, a guy who didn't play in the National Football League, 30-year-old guy, gets a job working for the Rams, but he was in the NFL with his father's his grandfather being in the National Football League, he's been an assistant for years working his way up. So that's how he got his job. But a lot of you see a lot of you, these young guys with no playing experience getting jobs and you wonder why can a guy like Eric Bienney who's played in the National Football League and has is part of a great offensive team. He's the offensive coordinator for the last 2 years but Pat Mahomes putting up MVP numbers, winning the MVP last year, and then, of course, this year, uh, not missing a beat. So that's a concern of many, but it just seems like Frank Reich will have to pay his dues for another couple of years, but he'll get a head coaching job. There's no doubt he will get a head coaching job. One other possible explanation is the fact that the Chiefs, they're still in the playoffs, and they want a lot of these organizations, the coach, to get started right away and, and start today. Eric Biannimi has a job. He, he, he's going to be... Um, with the Kansas City Chiefs until they lose. And many project them that to go on. It could be for another month. So that could be another thing working against Eric Bieniemy. But we've seen uh, Josh McDaniels was hired, I think, by the Denver Broncos when he was a kid, when he was the Patriots, the first time he was a Patriots OC, and they went to the Super Bowl. So teams will wait for the right coach. So I, I don't know if I put too much weight into that. But uh, we'll see uh, what happens with Eric Bieniemy. But not a bad place to be as the OC of the Kansas City Chiefs for Pat Mahomes as your quarterback. I mean, he'll get his opportunity coming up, if he, if not this year, then um, coming up here shortly. But um wanted to talk more about the Browns' vacancy. What will they do? Looks like Josh McDaniels, Stefanski, the OC for the Vikings, although they passed up on Stefanski, who was a finalist last year. Does he want to go back there again after being passed up? Really want to? Go back there. He's a young guy. He's only thirty-seven years old. He he could wait it out. Be be like Matt Rule. Bet on yourself and get a better opportunity next season. That's a long way to go. I I I could see that happening. I think that would be wise for him to do. Brian Dable, the offensive coordinator for the uh, for the Buffalo Bills. He, look what he did with Josh Allen from year one to year two. Baker Mayfield in need of a good and strong head coach that knows something about the offense. Maybe that's a possibility. He Interviewed with the Browns today, but Josh McDaniel seems like the guy if indeed he's not, it's not going to be held against him, the fact that he burned the Colts two years ago, which it should. Uh, it was ridiculous what he did, accepting the job, hiring assistants, and then reneging on the deal and going back to um, New England. But is he a possibility? He's a, he's a Canton, Ohio native. You know, going home, does is, um, is that something that, that Josh McDaniels wants to do? Um, we'll see what happens there. But Urban Meyer would be the perfect home run candidate. I'd like to see it happen. Yes, he hasn't coached the National Football League, but the track record of success, I mean, Matt Rule, think about Matt Rule. Matt Rule's had success at the collegiate level, coach. Nowhere does it compare to the Urban Meyer success. Everywhere he's gone, he has won one big national championships. Utah, undefeated season with Alex Smith and Eric Weddle way back when. They didn't win a national championship because they were a group of five team back then, even before we had the, the group of five, oh, before conference realignment, but they were not a power of five team. You go to Florida, wins two national championships. We know the deal. Chris Leak, the first uh, co- uh, quarterback under him, Tim Tebow, true freshman, won a national championship. Goes to Ohio State. What does he do? Wins a national championship. a third year, I believe. Uh, wins with a third-string quarterback in Cordell Jones. That's how impressive that was. Because Remember, Braxton Miller was there. He got hurt. JT Barrett got hurt, and then Cardell Jones was your quarterback, third-string quarterback, beating the likes of Alabama. That's no small feat. So Urban knows had a coach. That's not saying anything new. We all know that. Captain Obvious over here. But I'd like to see him go to the pro level, try his chance with the Cleveland Browns. I think that would be a home run. Is it likely? No, I don't think it's likely. I think they're more likely to go with other McDaniels, Brian Dable or someone else. So one more vacancy, and, and we'll see. They want to name a head coach by Saturday. That's what we're hearing right now. So uh, a couple more days to go before that deadline. All right. Tom Brady. The future of Tom Brady. And we talked a little bit about it yesterday. Before You know, uh, will Tom Brady return to New England? They have odds on this. Oddshock.com has odds on this. And to return to New England the favorites minus 210 to retire plus 150 to go to the chargers plus 300 the bears 12 to one those are the, the four of the possibilities that they had there on on rchuck.com. now out of those four possibilities retire he's not retiring it's unlikely he even said it in his press conference so i don't see that happening chargers plus 300 you're wasting your money there's no way Tom Brady should go to the Chargers. Now, it's, it's all speculation. Who the hell knows what he's going to do, ultimately? But the Chargers are a lame duck franchise, right? They've won nothing. Loser franchise. They're the second fiddle to the Rams in L.A. I know they're going to throw a bundle of money, or they can throw a bundle of money at him. want to sell tickets because the second banana there to the L.A. Rams. But Phil Rivers couldn't win with the Chargers. You really think at this point in your career, Tom Brady, you're going to be 43 years old. You could win with that team? Anthony Lynn is going to be your head coach. It's not exactly Bill Belichick. I would not advise Tom Brady to go there to the Chargers. And for what? For money? For a cash-in? That would be a disaster. It would be just like Namath playing for the Rams after his jet career. That's sad. You don't want to see that. So the Bears are, to me, the sexy option right there. 12-1, to good value as well. Mitchell Trubisky stinks. We've seen enough of him. He was benched. uh, I don't care about the injury. He was benched. Earlier this year, I don't. He, he's not the future there for the Chicago Bears. They have a great defense that's ready to win now. Yeah, they could use an upgrade with David Montgomery, rookie year up and down. I don't know what he is. Offensive line, they need to repair that, but they could win now if they get a competent quarterback. Is Tom Brady good enough? Good enough to do that with? I don't. Time will tell. Is it a la Peyton Manning? When Peyton Manning was playing with the Denver Broncos, not the career-setting year he had Peyton Manning when he took over for Tim Tebow, where he threw 55 touchdowns against 10 interceptions. Not that Peyton Manning. I'm talking about the Peyton Manning his last year. The Peyton Manning who had nothing left in his throwing arm. It was a noodle arm, but had that great defense led by Von Miller and Wade Phillips, by the way, as a DC there, which enabled Peyton Manning to get away with being average, average, at best average. I'm being generous here. I mean, his, his physical attributes, they were long gone, but he got through it because he had a great defense and it, because of his intellect and his experience, and they won the Super Bowl. Maybe that's, that's something Tom Brady could look to and fit. maybe that's a fit with the Bears. The Broncos aren't a bad fit either. Vic Vangio, his defense came to play. Bradley Chubb will be back next year. You still have Von Miller. He's still there. Defense played very well this year. Phil Blinsey... Royce Freeman. I, I I don't know if I believe in those running backs. If you're going to play that ball control offense, be the game manager that you need to be at this point in Tom Brady's career. Or was Tom Brady just done in by lack of weapons around him? I think there's a little bit of both. But I ultimately think if this was Tom Brady with this New England Patriots team in 2019, if it was the 33-year-old, the 37-year-old Tom Brady, they would have had more success. Uh, you have to lay some of the blame at farther time, just catching up with Tom Brady not being able to do what he used to do and it catches up to all of us no surprise even with tb's diet tb12 it caught up the to Tom Brady. all right coming up joe ranieri from sports grid and wager talk will join me gotta look at the nba slate who does he have and some college basketball games as well that's next here on at the window on the sports grid tv network
1: Slash iHeart. Back on at the window on the Sports Grid
5: TV Network Pluto TV channel five seventeen, Stir Zumo TV as well. Once again, guys, you can catch us on YouTube for all your sports wagering and fantasy football and sports advice on Sports Grid Network. That is on YouTube and on Instagram at Sports Grid TV. Follow us, like our videos, posts. Check us out on Instagram. I am Sean Guasamaki here in Midtown Manhattan. Drew Martin is off. He is traveling from Florida to lovely Las Vegas, Nevada, unable to do the show today. And luckily, we have the great Joe Ranieri stepping up and in, as Gabe Marenzi likes to say. Joe Ranieri, of course, on this very network from 6 a.m. to 12 p.m. Eastern time every day. And, of course, on Wager Talk as well. Catch him on YouTube at Joe Ranieri. Joe, thanks for doing this. Welcome back to the show, man.
4: Yeah, listen, man. You got uh, listen. You had one. Uh, you had one guy leaving Florida. You have one guy that uh, that lives here. So you're good to go. You got Florida representing on the show today, man.
5: Exactly. And thank you very much. Looking very yep. tan as well as we uh, like to see there. I need some color, Joe. I, I got to get to the into the sun, man. I,
4: I'm getting paler. You and want paler. about uh, 14 other million people in New York City right now freezing <laughs> <laughs> your asses off? I'm just saying. Yeah, there's a reason why I live here in uh, in January. So. Yeah.
5: Joe, I want to get your take on it was reported by Chris Hayes, Yahoo Sports, about an hour ago that Anthony Davis is turning down the max contract from the Los Angeles Lakers. He will become an unrestricted free agent this summer. What does that mean? Uh, Do you expect him to ultimately go back to the Lakers or could this actually mean that he's leaving L.A. and going elsewhere?
4: Yeah, he's not going nowhere. They don't expect him to go anywhere. I mean, yes, he turned it down. Sounds like it was just a formality more than anything else. Uh, this is going to be, you know, listen, business is business. He's friends with LeBron and company. But the reality is he, um, they are going to give him whatever he wants within, uh, within reason. And they had to throw something out by this time frame. They did. He rejected it. We'll go ahead and uh, try to win a championship, and then you're going to pay me way more than this, anyways. Basically, yep. what he's saying, <laughs> just a formality.
5: And well, because you know, Nick fans yeah. out there probably uh, dreaming that he might uh, sign a free agent deal with them, right? Because every big yeah, free no. agent, they have to you know throw that out there that hey, you know it's Anthony Davis, you know, he his former college, you know. Waterboy is on the Knicks staff right now, so there's a connection there, and maybe he'll choose the Knicks, right? We're always led to believe that these big free agents are going to come here to New York and sign with the Knicks, but that's not going to happen, right, Joe?
3: Oh, I mean,
4: listen, you? think think about it, man. I mean, so much has changed for the Knicks since uh, they could have had, I don't know, every free agent available <laughs> here just a year. Eight months ago, you could have had every, and look how many chose to go to the Knicks. So, um, yeah, I'm pretty sure David Fisdale wasn't the reason Uh, that most of the free agent, actually, all the free agent big names didn't go anywhere near them.
5: I agree with you there. Uh, Just beating a dead horse there with the Knicks and that uh, sad franchise right now. But uh, Mike Miller's doing some things. They're playing hard, playing better, and they're covering too, uh, Joe. They're playing the Lakers tonight, and that's where I want to begin in Los Angeles, 12.5-point dogs. That's on FanDuel, Joe. I don't know what numbers you have because you shop to a lot of different books. Two twenty-two, the total in this one. Lakers laying at the 12-and-a-half. You, you riding with the Lakers tonight?
4: Yeah. Uh, n- no, actually. I, d- yeah. I know there was some question about LeBron uh, earlier, and it looks like he's going to go. But if he goes, we don't know how much he's going to play at this particular point. Uh, it opened up actually around that 14, 14-and-a-half 14 number. So there has been some money coming back in on the Knicks. I believe Morris is out for the Knicks. Um, oh, they're done. Then. The they're Lakers- toast, then. Yeah, I mean listen, the Lakers are two eight and one against the number in their last eleven games overall. And a lot of that reason has to do not because they're losing games, but because, you know, the market is just so overvalued right now, and that's exactly what they are. They know the public is going to hammer them every time they see them out. And so a lot of these numbers are shaded towards the Lakers, especially in games like this. But again, the 2-8-1 in your last 11 overall. Against the number, it tells you how much overvalue there is in the market with the Lakers. How about the Trailblazers at the Toronto
5: Raptors? Raptors are beat up. No Gasol, no Siakam. Uh, Van Vliet is a game-time decision, but I was listening to the Wager Talk guys. unlikely that he'll play, but still has not been ruled out. But the Raptors beat up team. They're at home. Against the Trailblazers, uh, favored by 2 and a half, 220 the total. How do you see this one shaking out? Do you like a side here in this game, Portland-Toronto? Um, well, I think McCollum is still dealing
4: with a That's another uh, with, guy, yeah. with a sickness, and illness. So, you know, what a shock. The, uh, the Portland Trailblazers are going to ask uh, Damian Lillard to be everything to them. What else is new? Uh, listen, the truth is they are banged up Toronto. This game is at home. And the one thing that we know about Toronto is they've done a really good job of adapting all right you got no van fleet you got no gasol you not got you got no siakam but yet they have won games and been extremely competitive the games they've lost they've lost against upper tier teams in the nba what they have no problem beating even without those three guys is lesser teams, teams under 500 in the NBA. Last I checked, this is a dumpster fire of a Portland Trailblazers team. Yeah. Uh, all you're going to have right now, it looks like, is Damian Lillard, McCollum. Even if he does go, he's sick. He's probably going to, why bother on the road? It's been a hell of a road trip for them. Yeah, I see, uh, I see Toronto winning this game at home rather easily, to tell you the truth. Yeah, I agree
5: with you too. I, I, I'm on the, the Raptors playing uh, at home uh, over the Trailblazers. I mean, they have Melo.
4: You forgot about Carmelo Anthony. They have uh, the, uh, <laughs> the the. I mean, they you know, it's the the problem is they just have they've not been able to get it. They will get better after uh, I think in about another month or so. They'll get Nurkic back. They'll have uh, they'll have some reinforcements coming. They'll get a little healthier. Uh, but right now, it's the question is really with Portland is have they dug themselves too big a hole? to get out of. We don't know what kind of shape he's going to be in the leg injury when he comes back. But uh, unfortunately it looks like it's going to be one of those years for Portland where just get healthier and uh, come back next year. And they will be a force. I think much like golden state, we'll see a different, we'll see a different West uh, when it comes down to it.
5: How about this, uh, Joe Brooklyn Nets have been some movement in, in this game for uh, all day, actually Oklahoma city at the Brooklyn Nets, the Nets at home, minus a half point now. So they're favored by a half point. There were dogs, so money coming in here. Uh, 2.15 and a half the total. The Nets expect Karis LeVert to play in this game. He came back after missing some time and uh, missed the last game, but he should play tonight against OKC. Okay, see, uh, Scotty Brooks, do, uh, not Scotty Brooks, uh, Donovan doing a good job there um, this year. I mean, with, without Paul George, without Russell Westbrook, with Chris Paul there, doing a great job. I, I don't know if Chris Paul's going to play tonight, but I, I think he's expected to play, but you never know with these vets here. Um, half point favorite now, the Nets on a big losing streak. I think it's six in a row. Do they break the streak tonight, or are you rolling with the Oklahoma City Thunder?
4: Yeah, it's funny. I uh, I watched that Philadelphia game last night. I didn't think Chris Paul was in the game either, but he actually was. But you wouldn't have known it uh, at all in that situation. They came into that game last night, uh, the Thunder did, riding a four-game winning streak. The Philadelphia Sixers riding a four-game losing streak. It was a good opportunity for them to keep the ball rolling. Unfortunately, they weren't able to do it. And this is a tough trip. This is uh, the end of a uh, a pretty significant road trip for them. I do think, obviously, on a back-to-back I do think we're going to have some tired legs here on this four game road trip. They're two and five against the number in the last seven as a road favorite. They're also one and four against the number in the last five trips to Brooklyn. Keep in mind the Nets, seven and three against the number in their last 10 at home, and also four and one against the number in their last five uh, on a back to back playing with no day's rest. So this is the perfect opportunity. Brooklyn's going to get right. This is the time to do it. Like you, you mentioned Levert. Uh, they are at home. This is an opportunity for them to get rid of the losing streak, play some solid defense. Uh, you know, get some production out of there, out of their bench, and beat what is going to be a pretty darn tired Oklahoma City Thunder team here after this brutal road trip. Joe, uh, do you stay away from betting teams on back-to-back nights? On the second of
5: a back-to-back.
4: Uh, betting with them or betting against them. I mean a lot of yeah it depends on the situation like this for instance. you got two teams here coming off a uh, a back-to-back uh, spot. Right. you've got an Oklahoma City Thunder team. it's listen, 90% of betting the NBA is understanding the situations and scheduling. Uh, understanding where teams are in the schedule, who are they going to play, where are they at, how long have they been home, what has their schedule been over the last seven days, ten days. You know, understanding that load management throws a whole wrench into just about everything now because what used to be a guaranteed, hey, these guys are going to play three games in five nights or four games in six nights. Well, you know, n- not really because the starters only going to play two or they're going to play three. They're not going to play in half of them. So it changes it a little bit, but when you have an opportunity like this, uh, Brooklyn coming home struggling uh, at home, they they can breathe a little sigh of relief because they're taking on a team that's pretty beat up and just got – and you know this, playing the Philadelphia 76ers, it's a pretty darn physical game. They lost one last night. They played hard. I mean, uh, same situation. You got a game in uh, Sacramento tonight, too. Same yeah. situation. They played hard last night, man. So uh, I anticipate there's going to be some tired legs in that matchup as well.
5: Talking with Joe Ranieri here on At The Window on the Sports Grid TV network. Joe, of course, you can follow him on Twitter at Joe Ranieri. And watch him, listen to him right here on this network from 6 a.m. to 12 p.m. every day during the week. Joe, college basketball, uh, you have like a couple of teams you're zeroing in on or games tonight. I I see a couple of big ones. Ohio State at Maryland, Maryland two and a half point favorites there at home, 134 and a half the total. The other game that I'm I'm keeping an eye on tonight that I I like very much. Hold on, where is it? It's the Kentucky-Georgia. Uh, Kentucky, mm. three and a half point favorites, one forty two your total. Uh where you're looking tonight to make some money there in the college basketball slate.
4: I can tell you right now, I am looking uh all over uh Georgia. One of my best bets of the uh of the night, in fact, here because uh Kentucky, think about it. Uh we've been playing college hoops for how long now? Two and a half months, two months? Um, this is the first true road game for Kentucky uh, since the uh, start of the season here. So they wow. had uh, about that? They had a couple of weeks ago last month, they had a tournament that they played in Vegas that they lost to Utah in. Uh, but this is their first true road game, divisional road game here, conference road game tonight in Georgia. Tom Crean uh, just coming off a big win against uh, Memphis over there. He's got Uh, This is his second year in Georgia right now. He took over a program that was just absolutely abysmal, guys. But uh, he came from Indiana. He's really – he's got the best player in the state on his team uh, in P.J. Edwards. Guys, this kid is an absolute baller. I don't trust Kentucky. It's not the Kentucky of old. uh, Just because they step on a court, especially on the road, in their first road game of the season – They should not be three-and-a-half-point favorites uh, over Georgia here. Georgia is starting to roll, put it together, plus they'll have uh, two of the best players on the court here tonight, so to me right. take the home team, the home dog or, uh, take the three and a half points, it is a gift tonight, uh, backing Georgia against Kentucky.
5: I love it, just one more, uh, do you have a play for Ohio State, Maryland tonight, or are you staying away from that game with two and a half?
4: Uh, you know Four what days. it is with this one here, I mean, the coming off a real disappointing loss against uh, Wisconsin, getting boat raced here, it's like two straight losses now for them, meanwhile, Maryland has beaten up uh, like a mid- major and uh, nobody really special. Um, Maryland is 10-0 and 0 in their last 10 home games, guys. So to me, they should be the small favorite, the slight favorite in here. So I would side with the whole team. Right now, Ohio State's got to figure it out. They're kind of reeling a little bit after a good start. To me, Maryland uh, was my preseason favorite to win the conference. I'm going to stick with them. I think they get the job done at home. They are tough at home. Um, I'm going to back them to get the job done here against Ohio State.
5: All right. Listen to this man. He knows what he's talking about. Joe Ranieri. Joe, enjoy the sun of the Florida.
4: Thanks for tuning in, man.
5: I appreciate it. I'll I'll enjoy the cold here.
4: Good luck, man. Enjoy. Uh, Make sure you cash in them tickets tonight.
5: You got it. That's Joe Ranieri joining us here on At The Window on the SportsGrid TV Network. Should be a fun one, though, in the Big Ten with uh, Ohio State, number 11 at number 12, Maryland tonight. So take the Terrapins, if you listen to Joe Ranieri, and take the Georgia Bulldogs against the Kentucky Wildcats, number 14 in the nation a little bit later on tonight. Doubleheader there. You can watch college basketball action. Coming back talk about Kevin Love, the 13-year-old Kevin Love of the Cleveland Cavs. Was he wrong with his tantrum that he pulled? That's next here on At the Window on the Sports Grid TV Network.
1: Don't put off a good night's sleep any longer. Get a Lisa mattress today for a sound sleep tonight. Visit Lisa.com slash iHeart. That's L-E-E-S-A dot com slash iHeart. Thank you, Danny. Wrapping things
5: up here on At the Window on the SportsGrid TV network. Up next, Game Time Decisions with Gabe Marenzi and Cam Stewart. That's in just a couple of minutes from now right here on the SportsGrid TV network channel five seventeen on Pluto TV. Kevin Love mentioned it at the open uh, opening segment of this show. Got into it with John Beeline and Colby Altman, the general manager. Unhappy in the offense, John Beeline's office, offense there in Cleveland. Uh, apologized today for his tantrum that he pulled in the locker room after the game and on the field uh, on the court. Sorry as well uh, in the last game. Uh, wanted to post up a smaller point guard. Beeline called another play. And he didn't like that, and they got into it. Now, Kevin Love has not been happy there in Cleveland with John Beeline, first-time NBA head coach. And we talk about that in the NFL, right? Going from the collegiate level to the pros, Beeline's doing the same thing. And it, there's a big learning cor- curve. Big learning curve there. does not have to respect from players. Tristan Thompson was screaming at him on the sideline last month. And so that's an issue there for Beeline. And got he has to get rid of these guys. He has to get rid of these veterans who – are not buying in, and this is love. He didn't buy in with LeBron. Remember that? You gotta, you know, instead of trying to uh, you know, why don't you try to fit in? Remember that whole line? I forget how it went, but uh, really there was some growing pains with LeBron early on. He had issues with the Minnesota Timberwolves. and he gave him max contract there. Guy's been a complainer his whole career, and Beeline needs to get rid of him. The problem is they owe him 300 uh, three more years at 91 million, right? So they have to get the best available players and or assets back for him. So they're going to hold on to him as long as they can to get that best deal and not just throw him away and get nothing for him. So he's, they're going to have to live with one another. He apologized. Love said he acted like a 13-year-old. He's 31 and that he has to do better. He did not apo- he did, he apologized to his teammates. did not apologize to his coach, though. Very interesting. Uh, not going that well there for John Beeline, but... Let's hope he gets more than a year there and uh, can build something because no one expected John Beeline to go in there and make the playoffs in year number one. This is a long-term deal despite his advanced age. They expect him to be there for a few years to get things going in the right direction. The ultimate teacher. Just buy in. Buy into a system. It works. Buy in. Uh, That'll do it here on At The Window. Drew Morton will be back tomorrow. We'll get more into the divisional playoff games, or we'll mention them. We mentioned them yesterday. We'll we'll, uh, get into that tomorrow, some line movement. Also, take a look at Clemson-LSU as well. Up next, game time decisions. See you later, guys.